0: All right, let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you again for the privilege and the honor of gathering together as family this evening. Thank you for truth that continues to set us free, Father. thank you for giving us the completed canon. Thank you for revealing to us the, your unfailing love and your grace. Thank you for revealing to us in time and giving us relationships that are witness to us like those we're going to witness this evening. Thank you for bringing them from abroad, from the mission field, for your special purpose this evening. Thank you for making a night like this a reality, for we know from eternity past it was ordained by you. And what a lovely, gracious gift this is. We are most grateful and thankful, of course, for your son's work on the cross to make even an evening like this a reality. We do just ask for your blessings on this evening's message. And the goings-on, we ask these things in Jesus Christ's precious name. By the power of the Spirit, we do pray. Amen. Okay, I'm going to invite Evangelist Scott Grandy up from uh, Christ Saves Ministries.
1: Can you guys please shut your cell phones off? Jeez. <laughs> it's a good thing you're a guest just kidding. Uh, All right. Thank you very much, Pastor Collins. I appreciate this opportunity. Um, This is a special night. It's a great privilege to do this. And um, as many of you know, I've been honored to uh, serve the Lord in in this capacity with Christ Saves Ministries for um, about 10 years, actually, over 10 years. Uh, We started in 2005 and reached out to various pastors in various countries, and we're happy to support now uh, fourteen different pastors, evangelists, and teachers in different countries. So it's pretty—it's uh, a pretty special privilege, you know. Um, I mean, who am I, who are, are any of us, to serve the Lord and to be given certain responsibilities? And uh, I'm especially honored to serve the men and um, and support the men that are out there on the front lines you know, like Pastor Fassel and Carey and these other men that I'm going to introduce you to tonight. But they are truly um, in harm's way for the gospel. And it's really inspiring and um, a great example. So right now, Christ Saves Ministries operates in a supportive role to these dedicated men and their wives who live for Christ in hostile countries. And I just want to introduce them to you First of all, we have Pastor Behradula Adams and Pastor Raja in this picture in India. And we support four pastors in India right now who are in charge of six Bible schools. So they actually run and teach at six Bible schools all totaled. Uh, Average school has about 40 students in each one. And the objective is to teach these aspiring ministers whether they think they're pastors, or evangelists, or teachers, to teach them for a two or three year period almost every day. They have, they have school all day, um, hours every day, and they're learning the basics of the Word of God and, and salvation and the, the most vital things uh, so that they can go out in two or three years and be confident in starting their own ministries with a foundation in the Word of God. So Pastor Adams on the left there, he's our point man in India. Uh, he's the first uh, man I got to the chance to go out and visit there in India years ago. Um, some funny stories I could tell you, but uh, uh, we had quite a language barrier when I first went out there, uh, thinking he knew better English than he did because it's one thing to type an email and, you know, have legible, understandable English. It's another thing face-to-face for them to understand what you're saying, you know, audibly. Anyway, uh, some great stories. But he is a man with a heart of gold, a huge heart for Christ. And we go through him whenever we have someone in India that we want to see if they're for real and you know check them out, and he'll go visit anybody we want him to uh, that, that is, gets in touch with us so that he can legitimize if they're running a true grace-oriented ministry or if they're just in it for other reasons. So that's Pastor Adams on the left. On the right is Pastor Raja, uh, very uh, intelligent, well-spoken man, uh, very serious about his calling. He actually runs two Bible schools, as does Pastor Adams. And then also we have a Pastor Joshua and a Pastor Babu in India. That's right, Babu. All in the same state of Andhra Pradesh, which is the same state in India that Pastor Collins is planning on going out. And that's where a lot of the contacts have been coming in to him and our church. So not only do they train students daily, but they also go out and they do the Great Commission. And they've been doing this from the very beginning. When we met them, they always did this. This is part of a real ministry for Christ. They go out and do the Great Commission. And part of the training of these Bible students in all these Bible schools is they go out to remote villages. And they spread the gospel twice a week. They go out, they drive out to these very remote villages, uh, probably as remote as your mind can imagine, and very humble, poor locations. And they walk up and down the streets and sing some songs, and uh, pass out some tracts, and give the gospel on the street corners. And it's really uh, inspirational. So they do that every week, but that, that really should be the norm is what we're learning, and that's what we're here to do. And they, they've been great examples to us. So um, next we have in Kenya, pastors Joshua and Francis. And these are two brothers who work together in ministry. They're both pastors. Together they run and support seven churches right now in various locations in Kenya. Uh, They do some traveling, which is mostly on foot, uh, maybe by bicycle, but they do some long traveling to go out and reach out to people and uh, serve the Lord and take care of widows. Their names again are Joshua and Francis, and please keep Francis in your prayers as he was in a car accident a few days ago um, has some injuries to his chest and back that's all we really know right now so please keep him in prayer he's been through more than you can imagine already in his life Uh, they are active in spreading the grace message and they're often opposed by religious churches and pastors so just remember a lot of the churches out there that claim to be Christian uh, they may be but they may not be Um, Some are very religious, some are are very um, uh, works-oriented, and you don't have to earn your way to heaven, that kind of stuff, as opposed to being grace-oriented. And that's a battle that these pastors face a lot. And they get ridiculed and challenged for preaching the grace gospel. And um, just keep them in prayer. But they stand firm in the message, uh, very, very faithful. And they also, at the same time, help widows and orphans, which are very common in lands like Kenya, who are really devastated with a high death rate from AIDS. A lot of the kids' parents die from AIDS, um, a lot of widows there, and it just is how it is. So there's a lot of needs. But these men truly put their lives and their own comforts aside, showing and living in the sacrificial love of Christ. In Nigeria, we also have two pastors that we support. Uh, On the left is Pastor Chukes. And on the right is Pastor Cyprian. Pastor Chukes runs a small church, and he's now also looking to get a job teaching in a school, uh, teaching the Bible in a school. He may have an opportunity there. And then Pastor Cyprian just relocated from Ghana to pastor a church that was already up and running in Nigeria but lost its pastor. And he's a very uh, uh, educated man in the Word. He, He loves the Word loves the Lord, and and we're excited that he just jumped on board and filled the gap. And they also face great religious uh, persecution from religious people, often opposing grace. We also support Evangelist Kingsley. Uh, He's originally from Nigeria, and he now moved to Canada with his family. He has a wife and four girls who he wanted to live in a safer place. Nigeria is really not a very safe place to live. Uh, So he got them out of there and... and, uh, I'll tell you real quick, he's actually thinking about moving back to Africa because everyone thinks life in America is you know peachy keen and it's like the dream life, it's heaven, blah 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 and now he realizes firsthand how hard it is to make a living, how hard it is to work, how different it is than he thought and he's sharing that message with a lot of pastors in Africa now. So he may actually go back and move to Ghana, which is a more peaceful, uh, out of all the African countries, a very peaceful country and move there with his family. So keep him in prayer He's deciding. But he's also still very committed to our ministry and very committed to the Lord. And we're sending him out to Liberia in October to visit our two pastors in Liberia to teach and encourage, etc. So those pastors are Pastor Green on the left and Pastor Victor on the right. And they are both, uh, we've been supporting them for years now, also in Liberia. We visited them years ago. Pastor Green has a church of about 20 regular members and even more children in his ministry, probably double that in terms of children that he's able to teach. And he was blinded in the Liberian Civil War years ago. And, and ultimately, he admits that's what made him turn to Christ in sincerity and humility. He says before that, he was just religious. And when that happened, he really had a come-to-Jesus moment, if you will. And uh, he now takes his spiritual life much more seriously. And he's an amazing guy. You can imagine studying and teaching while being blind and everything that comes with ministering. Um, he's got faithful family by his side, thankfully. And he started out, by the way, thinking his gift was as a deacon and uh, they came to realize it was as a pastor. So you never know. And God, God convicts a soul at different times. Then we had Pastor Victor on the right. Uh, who also faced challenges because of his grace teachings. He has a church in the city of Monrovia in Liberia, which he has pastored for many years. And right now we're helping him rebuild the church, which basically lost its roof to a hurricane. And uh, you can't worship outside in Africa. It's either sweltering hot or it's pouring rain like you've never seen. So uh, we're very excited to help them repair the roof and keep going. And please keep him in prayer. He has some health issues also, uh, struggling with diabetes and poor vision. And we do try to help him with medicines and things like that when we can. And then in My- Myanmar, which is formerly known as Burma, in Myanmar we have a man who calls himself Philip, Philip Van Lal Leon. And he is a very smart, humble guy, uh, very dedicated to the Lord. Again, these guys, uh, they live for the Lord in such a unique way, it's hard to actually describe, but they're sold out for the Lord. Uh, He's very passionate, he trains students, he has a Bible college he runs every year with new students, and then also he takes them out into the jungle villages, and these roads they travel are ridiculous, and we're talking like rainforest type stuff, and they've got this old truck they're trying to get out of mud every 10 seconds, Uh, it's crazy. And they'll, they'll go into these remote places and reach out to those who aren't saved. Uh, it's really, again, inspirational. And he also has four uh, a wife and four kids, so please keep Philip in prayer. He has a lot on his plate, and um, he just loves the Lord. He's very persistent. And then finally, in Pakistan, we have Pastor Fassel and Carrie John. As you can see, Pastor Fassel now thinks he's a cowboy <laughs> because he's in Arizona and he travels to Oklahoma. And anyway, he's got his first pair of cowboy boots and his first hat or two. Um, (laughs) Quite an adaptation. Uh, (laughs) He's a chameleon. Anyway, um, he's going to tell you more about his church and, and their ministry. And we're very happy to have been supporting them over the years. A very dedicated man of God that loves the Lord. They travel back and forth to Pakistan for five or six months every year. And even though now he's officially an American citizen, so congratulations. But he goes back five or six months to Pakistan every year, where he could be a fat cat in America, as we've been talking about. He could just minister online through the Internet, but he's hands-on on the ground and changing people's lives over there, as you're going to see some good examples. And just a quick backdrop, back in 2006, on our, tri- our second trip to Pakistan, Carrie, his wife, came with us on that trip. And it was on that trip that she met Fassel at one of our crusade events in Fassel's hometown. And as they say, the rest is history. They kept in touch. They were married in a matter of months. And they were both uh, praying vigorously on if this was right. Uh, They both were convicted very strongly and followed through on it. And they've been serving God together as a dedicated team. And um, I can honestly say, and I think they'll say the same thing, they both love Christ more than each other. You know, and that's what is so unique and special and good to look for uh, if you're serious about the Lord. So that being said, um, if you want to receive our monthly newsletter, we do send one out every month to update you on these men that I introduce you to and what's going on and and what we're praying about, etc. So you can email me at scott at ChristSavesMinistries.org if you have any questions as well. um, And I can get you whatever information you might be curious about. And you can go to the website also and see the things we teach and the different pictures of our past trips. So with that in mind, let me call Pastor Fassel John up, and uh, Carrie's going to come up and help with the slides.
2: 15 minutes, got minutes. it. 20. Okay, 20 minutes, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
0: Which
2: that's gotta start. Okay, how are you going oh. to slide? Oh, got it. That's why you need <laughs> wife.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's Apple, okay?
1: Yeah, that's Apple.
2: Okie dokie, <laughs> okay. <dokey>. okay. <clears throat> Every time I stand up on any pastor's pulpit, I recognize, you know, I'm just the voice passing through. you got the shepherd, and he's the one God has put you under. So, and the other thing I recognize, English is still my second language, so always I pray that God the Holy Spirit help me for your sake and for my sake to communicate. So I will open up with prayer and asking God the Holy Spirit to help me to communicate. The information from 2007 to now in a 15 minutes. Wow.
0: <laughs>
2: Father God, you are awesome. Thank you for your son. Thank you for your spirit that always lead us and guide us and always there to help us. And you know all the languages. And thank you, Father, that you will be glorified tonight. And I ask God the Holy Spirit to help me to communicate in a manner of worthy, to glorify you and hide me behind the person of jesus christ and may your name be magnified and i need your wisdom in jesus name i pray amen okay pakistan pakistan country as mostly you know 98 percent islam less than two percent christianity i born there and my background is just uh, black magic many other things so i'm not going there due to the time we have here, but God is just awesome because He can do a lot of things where we think we cannot do anything, and that's what He's doing in Pakistan. So we live in Punjab, and I want to just go over this short journey. That journey started in 2007, and we will end up in 2016, and that is another God's goodness that he's going to help me to present it to you. So, 2007, I got married, and just a passion that I want to serve God. I want to speak another language. I want to go extra mile. Even I utter a prayer from the Old Testament, the prayer of Jabez, and I said, Lord, increase my territory. Take me beyond the borders of Pakistan. I want to share your good news that good news free me I wanna share with everybody else because otherwise that good news is just belong to me and it's just dying with me I don't wanna live that way so we started a prayer group called Jesus follower prayer group and then turn into a prayer center where I start teaching face to face and that is the picture and from there God just continually bringing people and we are going in a different places seeing souls that is just disturbed. And not have any shepherd like these kids. In New Christian Clooney, God moved us from the Old Christian Clooney to New Christian Clooney. And we saw so many children scattered, playing on a garbage, and there's no one to lead them. So God allow us to open our home and we start a children ministry. From children ministry, God opened another door. Another door that we saw a property that was found on a garbage dump. And it was very, very like a unique opportunity. Family was in need and we were praying and God opened the door. We got the property. We got the property and that property that found on a garbage dump now is a sanctuary God. People to worship and listen to the word of God. Listen to the word of God and I teach every morning when I'm face to face in Pakistan seven days a week. That's the way you start your day every day. And when I'm in the USA, I will do my best according to our traveling schedules. I will teach you uh, via Skype. So this is our congregation is like an L-shape, but thank God we got an L-shape because God is faithful and perfect and he don't care about, you know, anything else. He cares about the heart. And there are so many hungry souls in Pakistan. So we started church and we said, God, how's you going to fill that up? God got a solution we start a school. School under the name of Grace Academy School, English Medium, and that was a focus, to start in Pakistan to help the community, to educate them so they can read by their own the Word of God. That is our whole focus, training them to read and become their own with own volition, own freedom to read and make a decision one day that Jesus Christ is the only way. So that school, grew and grew throughout the whole year, and now we are currently 170 children, and we have to put new rooms. We have to build new rooms, because when God is behind the scene, and I always admired that psalm, Psalms 127, you know. Watchman service and staying all night up is in vain, because Jesus Christ as a shepherd is watching over. I'm just paraphrasing in my, my way or not the David way. (laughs) So currently we have 170 children in a Grace Academy school and it is growing. So we were praying God, that's our purpose and He's allowing that in the in the country called Pakistan and currently Pakistan is on the list of a prosecution list on six. That is the most uh, persecuted country right now on number six there's a persecution a lot going on when you are presenting the gospel when you are living your life and doing many other things and it is very dangerous but i keep it always in my mind maybe it is dangerous but it's not impossible because the gospel of jesus christ changed people the gospel of christ just uh, just you know change people from stone to a uh, human heart Becoming from dead to a alive person. So, me and Carrie, we can't have children. So, we said, okay, we are not going to have a self-pity party. Guess what? Our God is big. We start praying and praying and praying, and I had a desire, Lord, I want to have a 12th son. So, he did it in his unique way, opening door for us, and we started an orphanage under the title called 316 Children Home. And that was the whole threat of the, the whole message and the focus of the 316 children home. All the children who've been abused, mom and dad been killed or prison or somehow they are just uh, devastated. There's no hope, they are just alone and they are just going you know living in a heart that there's nobody to care. So Carrie had that passage always because that was the hole she had in her heart, like a daddy hole. There was no dad in her life by the age of three or fourth, and dad was gone. So that's the passage. I will be father to you, and you will be sons and daughters to me. Thus says the Lord Almighty God. So that's the message for the 316 children home and the orphans. Currently, we have 22 children. So praise God. I said, you know, I, I was asking for 12, and it's almost a cricket team. It's a two teams. Actually, Pakistan team, you have 12 players and one team. So two more will come, so we will have our two teams in our 316 home. So the, God is blessing us, and these souls are just, every day, go to the Word of God in the morning, start their day. Throughout the day, they are just experiencing God's grace. And I sometimes say, you know, we are filthy, and we come to, in God shower, and He showered us with the grace of God. And take our filth away and saying I have a plan and purpose for you so so the 316 children home is growing is growing and we have more kids and we were out of room and always always I was talking to Carrie and Pastor Ed I say you know every time we have a doubt every time we are in a danger or in a situation that is impossible to our own flesh and saying oh man you got the worst situation. We just go back to the record. Oh, God was faithful in 2007. God is a faithful right now, and he will be because that is one of them, his great character. We can fail, we can doubt, but he never be uh, doubtable unless we choose to become uh, doubtful. So, he's faithful. So, as we were going and looking around and saying, there's so much to, so much to live live for christ live for christ so we open our borders and asking guards going to the villages so currently we have a twelve villages in in pakistan where the two men's of team go every day every day to different villages and the purpose and focus is to share share the love of christ and teach the children and through children's you get the mom and dad just like just like, you know, if you want to hunt a bear, you like to have a baby in your hand and mama bear will come. So it's just similar. We focus on children. And when children's been taking care and love them and share with them and the parents will say, wow, they are here. And then you can share the gospel of Jesus Christ with them. We've been working with the voice of the Mothers from past uh, four or five years right here. Three years, wow, that's my holy GPS. She always direct me, always direct me in the right direction. Thank God. Thank God. That's why I got married. <laughs> I need a direction. So anyways, so from past three years, we working with the Voice of the Martyrs, and they give us Bibles. They provide the Bibles, and uh, we just we just go in a remote villages so every year they will give us a two thousand Bibles and with the two thousand Bible we have a small booklet called essential from another ministry Village Ministry International is translated in Urdu language so we will give a Bible and say here's a little menu how you can read your Bible and just read your Bible and Pakistan you know we have so many commentaries here I tell them Bible, Bible is itself is the great commentary and if you read and read and read and look at the context and contact and context and it will make sense so there's a man in the chair and he was so excited there are so many stories I can't put into you know the time but you see people on tears when they see Bible first time they own as a Bible their own possession and they will say, You are like a cold water to our worry souls. You are like a good news to us, and you are just bringing a word of God that we've been waiting. Waiting, and it's sometime from our village, it's about five hundred miles away. We can go, sometime we can't afford it. Thank you for coming. And I say thank you for those who send me. So the Bible distribution is just awesome. And the other way, God has been reaching childrens in Pakistan. I always tell people, I say, you know, from Genesis to Revelation, at each man of God, you look at them, their message is same but the math has been changed. So we have the same message that Christ is the only way to life, but the method is changed. So we use a Christmas care package. And that Christmas care package will have American lollipop dum-dum over there like that and a lollipop, and some candies, and socks, and some Christian material. So we will take that, share with them, and say, this gift, you will eat it. The gift we are going to share with you, it will last forever. It is less, it's, it's, that truth will last forever, and it is a truth forever and ever. So we share the message of Jesus with so many kids. Every year we have a theme. And this last year, we had a theme, Tabernacle. Tabernacle, and we explain how the, every part of the Tabernacle furniture, just giving a whole picture in the New Testament, that God himself, in the form of Jesus, become a flesh. And you, you, they used to go to temple and Tabernacle, and now you are a temple of God's Holy Spirit. And it's just eyes opening to them. It's just a blessing to them for them to learn that how worthy we are, that God himself want to have a relationship with us. So, grace of God, it's like when it's shared, when it's lived, when it's tasted, it's like a zombie bite. That's that's my version of grace of God. You know, the the walking dead, when they bite one, and then he affected, and he (laughs) You know, that's the way, when the grace of God is lived out and tasted and shared, it affect people. Affect people, and that's what is happening. I was long ago saying, God, we don't have have that many people. Now we are out of room. And this is our congregation from all the villages we've been serving from past eight or seven, eight years. And that's the courtyard, as Scott Scott was saying. Right now, their butt is numb and hot because outside, summer in Pakistan is very hot. When I left last time in Pakistan, it was 119 Fahrenheit. One, yeah, 119. Yeah, like of 9-11, 119, It was hot. So they are grateful to come out from their busy life and serve. And God has also been using us into the, the brick hills. These people make bricks from morning to until evening. And they are like a slaves. But thank God, Jesus Christ said, God himself have anointed me and sent me to deliver the message to those who are in bondage. So we are taking the same message to them, actually that whole family. Five brothers and wife have accepted Christ, and they are happy. Living on nothing, even under slavery, but they got the joy of the Lord. Even tears, under, tears and pain throughout the day, but the morning is always is joyful because we got God who is great and awesome. Oh, I got 18 seconds. I know, so we are helping them uh, just buying a simple rickshaw because sometimes you can be in trouble, you know, freeing some slaves and the owner wanna, you know, have a, you know, some fight with you. So we are buying one of them, their family member rickshaw. So he will drive a rickshaw and bring their kids to the school and make money. And one day he will be free man. So, and God is also another way we wanna share grace. I've been looking that way. Slaves cannot f- free anybody else. Free men want to be free everybody else. So as a grace have freed us, I wanna share with everybody else. Because otherwise, Paul says, you know, I'm, I'm wasting the grace of God because I'm not living out to. So we started a grace academy, a grace theological school. Now we have currently 13 students they come out every Monday they will stay there for whole day they will eat two meals sweat together and sometime you know a lot of things happen so they will study there and uh, and this is the what is called that conference yeah seminars so we have a seminary school going on and the conferences and the one focus teaching the Word of God sharing the Word of God as Scott was saying Pakistan also similar like to Ghana and Nigeria because you are opposed by so many religious fanatic. Or sometimes I will say religious fart. (laughs) Sorry, that came out. (laughs) Don't have a control. Anyway, so we are teaching the Word of God and they are learning, they are observing like a SpongeBob. Like a sponge. (laughs) The grace of God is just like to them. And they are enjoying... And as we go town to town, village to village, you have, you know, there's a great story. Maybe we will have a question in the, in, the, in the free time. That's my brother. He was the one who was beaten by the people who was robbing. So we will talk about that later. Thank you, holy GPS. <laughs> and uh, these, are, these are the things we do in USA. Five and a half months or six months at least, we are in Pakistan and then, the summer break, we will go to many youth camps and share a message. Tell them Christ died for you. And He has a purpose and plan for you. So we'll just go and share the Word of God. So I wanna leave with that. And that's I think my best record. <laughs> 17 minutes 34 seconds. Wow. So I wanna leave with this. I know you guys already prayer. Should we should I say y'all? No, okay, sorry. I was thinking, okay, I'm in the north. So, everybody, thank you very much for your prayer. And I can close in prayer? Sure. So, Father God, thank you for this quick, quick survey of your goodness and faithfulness. Thank you, Father, for Pastor Ed, for his heart and uh, the shepherd calling you have upon him. Thank you, Father, for Scott and for his faithfulness that he uh, listened to and come to Pakistan and brought my princess, and I'm so happy, so happy to have her by my side and in my heart and in my soul and as a hack uh, of a warrior with me to fight the good fight on this earth until we are breathing. Thank you, Father, for the congregation who are here and those who are going to listen. Father... Encourage them lead them and may your spirit be so real to them as they are talking to your husband and children's or wife and Your name be glorified. Thank you Father bless this body of Christ in Jesus name Amen One minute early